Well, people want to see on YouTube a little bit after, so that's why I, uh, I've done it. How's YouTube? What does it look like? I have no idea. You are, you're, you're not muted though, Yosef. Alright, so, good morning, Rabbi Yisai. Today is the 40th day of the Omer. And somebody pointed out yesterday, I missed it, but it's always, you know, I love when they tell me this after this year. We were doing the 39 Melachas yesterday, the mission of 39 Melachas was 39, but today's 40, our Baim Chaser Achas, we're still going with the, with the 39 Melachas. Today's shir is being sponsored, and not, I don't know who it is, I really don't know who it is, but the name looks familiar, I thought maybe we've done this name before, I don't know. So I have an email, a, a Musr email, it's called Slight Musr, it's Musr to me, so I, I, like, I like to get Musr. It's always geschmack to get a good piece of musr. This is from Abe Oyerbach. This is, I believe, Mendy's cousin, right? We had an email from him once in the past. I love your shiur, and I listen virtually every day. On your recent shiur, on your recent shiur, you kind of made a comment that I feel was slightly inappropriate. Especially, he puts in parentheses, especially for Margaret's Torah like yourself. Stick a compliment there. Wow. You said that you went to an ultra, ultra, ultra Haredi yeshiva, three ultras, and you said the name where they indiscriminately would go, just go around and whack the kids. While I don't doubt that for a minute that it happened, not to you, of course, I do feel that you were kind of insinuating that the more ultra-charedi, the more they beat the kids. I hear. I hope that's not true. And on the contrary, that's completely anti-chinuch. A yeshiva who does that should, should be characterized as ultra-ultra-chiloni. They both accomplish the same thing, making sure our precious kids don't see the beauty and pleasure of the Torah. Please keep up. The amazing work. All right, I take the Musr. Uh, I hope I wasn't insinuating that. I completely don't agree with that, Chita, and today they don't do that anymore. I was just saying that back in the day, we had, you know, those Rebbeim, Holocaust survivors, and they thought it was the right thing to do. And uh, I hope it didn't come across as me uh, promoting that or anything like that. But anytime there's a Shtik Musr, uh, I, I do need to pat myself on the, sh- on the shoulder every day. And uh, Baruch Hashem, um, our great friend Dave from Malibu, California. He lives in a community that he tells me there's barely a minion on Chavez. This guy, he loves to surf. He lives on the ocean, he surfs, and he visited us three or four times already. He's a real, real part of the Chabur. He, he literally doesn't miss a day. He constantly texts me about the shear, etc., etc. And this is what he sends me. I really was taken aback by this. A shock. This is what it says here. 195. I'll read it to you. Reb Ironman. Ellie's consecutive shear streak as of today, 195. It's all about the Yoimi. 997 more to catch. AC Green, all-time NBA consecutive game streak. 2,437 more to catch Cal Ripken Jr., I remember that day and the, when he ran around the stadium. So uh, 195 is really not a very big number in terms of Magdishurim. Noam and I were sitting once with a caterer and she told us that her husband hasn't missed, I don't remember how many years, He'll, he could tell you, he lives here in Ramah Bet Shemesh, he refuses to go a mile out of Bet Shemesh, every one of his weddings, he had a, the whole shir come and he gives a shir at his kid's wedding. So 195, for me though, it is a huge accomplishment. Uh, I do have a business in America, and I haven't been there in six and a half months, which is crazy. The other crazy thing is, for me personally, and maybe somebody else could take a lesson from it, I don't have that consistency personality. It's not me. I like to break things up a lot, go skiing here, jump out of a plane there. Uh, some people call me ADD, whatever. I'm, I'm more entrepreneurial. I, I'm a great starter, a, a, a very weak finisher, those who know me. So, 195 days, for me it's a big shock, I really didn't know, I didn't look back, this goes back to like somewhere in Nida, Friday, Shabbat, so, but I'm a little bit upset at him that he sent this to me, because I don't know why he didn't wait to 200, that would have been a nice round number, and you and I both know that tomorrow I'm going to sleep in, you know, right, once, you, once this comes out like this, my alarm is not going to work, something's going to happen, I'm not going to make it to 200, you know that. 
So anyway, I have to, this is Chashev. I don't know who this is. I'm putting it up here on the board. He said I have to put it up on the board. It's going right over here. 195. The point is, Okay, here's the point. Point is, if I could do it, anybody could do it. It's, a, it's really not my personality, but I have to give a lot of credit to Corona for keeping me here in Eretz Yisrael, not going for Pesach. It's probably never going to happen again. I don't, I don't think, I don't see it possible for me, just the way, you know, my business is in America. I have Pesach that I go to America. I go to the summer, so six and a half months, probably never going to happen again. But... Also that pressure of being here during brachas and making sure that the shear just takes off and this and that. So it's, it's a once, in a once in a lifetime I have to bask in the sun while it's here. Baruch Hashem, it's a tremendous thing. And I give a lot, all the credit really to the whole Chabura. The pressure from the Chabura being here, I can't let you guys down. So, Yeshekayach. With that being said, let's jump into the sugya. I might have made a mistake yesterday. I didn't have time to go back and check it. But right after shear was over, I was talking to the guys in Zoom and I said, wait a minute. Did I discuss the word Mesach? I might have said the wrong thing. I don't know if I said the wrong thing or just skipped it. Or maybe I said it. I doubt it. But Mesach is putting these threads on these rollers. I don't even remember talking about it, so I probably said the wrong thing. So just in case, I have to correct that. Mesach is putting, and we actually might touch it today, putting the strings on these two rollers. Right over here, that's how you do it. There is a beautiful video that Yosef sent me last night. And if we had uh, the TVs in the base medrash, those, that would be a very rare video that I would actually show during the shir. It's of a Hasidic Shayid using this machine, and it goes up and down, and you see the Erev running. They have, but it's a very sophisticated machine. It's not like this, but it's this, just in a, a more modern, it's very, um, what do you call it? It's all manual, but they had cool tricks, how the, the thing was flying from side to side, and just... Up and down, it's a very slow process. You know, every three ones, he has to stop and check. Anyway, it would be very cool to, to watch that video. Maybe, Yosef, you put it on the, on the group if you haven't already. It's a Hasidish guy. It's the, the, the machine just to understand what's going on. So here's the question. Think about this for a second. If you were to take a pair of socks out of your drawer on Shabbos, there's a possibility that they will put you to death for that. How? Why? So that's the sugya that we're learning today. It's an amazing sugya of boyer, of selecting. And it really applies to so many different parts of our day-to-day life. And as I was learning this, I realized that there's so many things that I, I... A pile of svarim, just to take out a sefer that you don't really care about, is asr midda Or a pair of socks. I mean, I'm not making this up. These are the achreidim discussed, the rishayim discussed. These are things that in our day-to-day life, taking out bones from fish... Now, the certain things we'll see that are not so posh, like uh, a seed from a, a watermelon might be different, but certain things, yes. So let's see, before we start, I just want to point out, a lot of you already know this, but there's a Rosh Tevis brought down in the Achronim Ayol, and that is Oichel Mipsoilas. The way to get around Boirer and, and, and select something on Shabbos, it has to have three conditions. It has to be the oichel mipsoilus. It has to be that you're taking the good from the bad, the pair of socks you want, not the pair of socks you don't want. Yad, you're doing it with your hand and not with a kli. In other words, if I were to take soup out with a ladle that has holes in it, that would be a iser doiraisa because I'm using a kli. I'm using a vessel to sift the good from the bad, or the bad from the good, it doesn't matter because I'm using a vessel. And that is usr. And la'alter, which means right away. I need to eat this immediately, whatever immediately means, within the realm of immediate to the suda. It has to be done with my hand. It has to be food from the inedible part. Now, if I were to grab my raincoat from a pile of coats that I have sitting around somewhere, and I grab it, and I'm not using it because it's not raining, I am over on Boirer. So these are things that happen on a day-to-day, on a Shabbos-to-Shabbos basis. If we don't pay attention, we can mamish be over a Deraisa. It's not 
solely about food. It's about any item, anything. If I take toys from a pile of toys, here, you can manage, you see the halachas lamaisa right over here. He brings all these different cases of eating watermelon, not eating, shaking a watermelon of the pits is okay, but and spitting out the pits is okay. But going like this with your with your finger, okay, that's biyad. You're eating it right away. So you have to you have to know where it is and where it isn't. Here's the guy that's using a ladle. Mamish a mafurasha sefer of lametes melachas. Baruch Chait and Yoni. So let's see it inside. It's an it's an unbelievable sugya. It's not such a long sugya, but it's a very cool sugya and a very important sugya for Allah Lamaisa day to day. Says the Gemara, we're holding the Fayin Gimelam with Beis on the bottom. Hazoyra Habayra Vatoichim Vamirakid. Let's see if I could find them here. Zoyra, we said, is this guy right over here. Throwing up the wheat into the ear where the kernels that are heavier fall down into a pile and the shaft blows off into the wind. What else do we have? We have mm, this guy, Merakid. You see him? He's using a sifter. They're both doing the same exact thing. They're both separating the good from the bad. And then you have uh, Bayer, the typical, he just puts everything down on a plate and he, he starts moving it around. He gets the good from the bad. Says the Gemara, Hainu Zayr, Hainu Bayer, Hainu Merakid. They're doing the exact same melacha. They're accomplishing the same thing. They're separating the good from the bad. Says So the question is, why are they brought down as separate individual melachas in the Mishnah? Says This was a way that they did it in the Mishkan. They actually went through these processes. And therefore, they are considered three individual malachas. Lamai nafkimina. Huge nafkimina. If a person does merakid, and in one awareness he goes ahead and he does bayrer, and then he throws it up in the air and he does zaira, he has to bring three, three korbanas. Even though it's one action, it's l'chayr, it's one thing. Whereas if a person were to plant a seed and then plant a tree and then cut a tree and cause all these things to grow, he brings one carbon. Why? Because in the Mishnah it only says one thing. It says Zoyreya. They are all included in the umbrella of Zoyreya. But since the Mishnah talks about three different types of Bayer, then you are Chayev on three Bayerers. How do we know to get to these three Bayerers? Why? Because we have a number 39. We have to get to 39. The Mishnah understood. That's what it is. And that... To, in order to make bread, in order to make samimanim, the dyes, you have to go through these processes. There's certain process, you have to throw it up in the air, and then you go like this, and you go like that. That's what you do. So it's, it's all part of it. Ask the Gemara, So kaitesh, we know, just show you for the fun. This is a kaitesh. You put the weed in here, and it's really, as explained, it's to remove, to separate the bran from the, to make it white flour. So it's another process of removing. You're not removing the shaft from the kernel over here, you're removing the bran from the kernel. It's another type of removing. So, look, when you make bread, that's one of the processes that you do. So there should be four bayras. This remains, this svara of abaya. Since a poor person could eat his bread without this process, and that's what he, th- he doesn't have time for this. He's going to eat it with the bran. So therefore, it's not included in the malachas. Yes, says Rashi. It was in the Migdash. You're right. It was in the Mishkan. <clears throat> but a poor person doesn't eat it. And if a per- poor person doesn't eat it at home, so then we're not going to include it. Rava Omar Hamani Rebihi. The Omar of his malachas Abraham Chosachas. Rebbe is the one who says, Eile Hadvarim. Eile is 36. Hadvarim is 3. Dvarim is 2. Hadvarim is 3. As we mentioned yesterday, he's the one that gives this Russia. Therefore, Arbaim Chaser Achas. Fits right in. 40 days in the Oimer. Arbaim. So, there are 40, 39 Malachas. Vichoshev Kaitesh. And if you're going to add one more, Havil Arbaim, that's too many. As the Gemara, 
That doesn't make so much sense. Why are there three Bayer and, and, and only one, one uh, Dash? Bring, bring a, put in two and two. Take out one of the Bayer's. You don't need three. Who says you need three? Make it even. It's much better to do two and two. Says the Gemara. Yeah, I like Abayi's Pshat better, says the Gemara. Since a poor person doesn't really need Ketisha, he doesn't need to pound it, therefore, it's not necessary. It's not one of the essential malachas that were done in the Mishkan. We rather have the essential ones, even though there are three of the same. So, this idea that the Rishonim talk about, most Rishonim agree to this, it's not Mefurish and Rashi, some say he agrees to this, doesn't agree to it, but this is how it's brought down in La'alacha. These three things that in order to eat something on Shabbos, you need to be oichel, mapsoilus, not psoilus ma'oichel, you have to take the good from the bad, it has to be done with your hand and not with a cleat, not with a vessel. What about a fork? A fork, can I take out something with a fork? Says Ramosha Feinstein, no, it's bayer, it's a cleat, if it helps you. If it doesn't help you, you just don't want to get your hand dirty, yes, you could use a fork. But if it's a great tool to separate the luction from your soup, bayer, with a cleat, Ramosha Feinstein. So again, you got to think about it while you're eating something with a fork. It applies, I'm saying these, these are things that just apply all the time. If you're not aware of these halachas, it could be dangerous. And finally we have la'alter, meaning miyad, right away. Where do we get these three? From this sugi coming up right now. So we have a riddle. Typical Bryce riddle, words that, I mean, you're just to read them, don't make any sense. And it's your business to figure out what's, what, what it says here. Figure it out. It's such a riddle that it took five Amaraim, five tries. There are five tries here. And from these five tries, we extract these three halachas. Hailafan of Mini Achlan. He has in front of him, so Rashi explains, don't read it literally, different types of food. It means one type of food, according to Rashi, other Rishonim argue, one type of food, we're going according to Rashi, everything. One type of food with psilas, with inedible material. He, he could do breira, not a problem, because he's going to eat it. He could do breira, umeniach, explain the Rishonim, to give it to a friend. I could separate in order to eat it for myself, or separate to give it to my friend. Uh, now we're going to do a 180, just to make the, the riddle interesting. You're not allowed to do breira. You just said you're allowed to do breira. Now you're saying you're not allowed to do Breira. No explanation. Vim and if you did Breira, Chayev Chatos. It's a Dairaisa to do Breira. And if you do it, Chatos, what's going on here? Maika Omar, we need to understand the simple words. Try number one, Omar Ula. If you're going to do Breira for Shabbos, that's 100% great. The Isser is to do it for tomorrow. Then bearer, and if you did it for tomorrow for Sunday, Chayev Chatos. Where in the world do we have a malacha da iraisa that you're allowed to do today, but you can't do it for Sunday? All the malachas are for today. If that's what they did in the Mishkan, there's no logic to say that, oh, but you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. Why? El Omar Avchizda, it's interesting. Each one asks a question and says their own pshat in the riddle. If the shear typically in, in Shabbos is a gregarious, a dried fig, I'm going to do boyer less than a dried fig. That's okay. And I'll do it for my friend. But if I'm going to do a full dried fig, and if he did it, that's how I explain the riddle. By the way, these two, we don't extract any halachas from them. They're so off, I guess. It's like the Gemara says, impossible what you're saying. There's no heter. Are you allowed to cook a half of dried fig? Are you allowed to do anything in the Torah that's half a shear? Says Rashi, famous Rashi in Shas, very famous. This is brought down. 
in Shabbos daf ayin dalid. Also, Rashi brings Yuma daf ayin dalid. Same daf, same place. When we're talking about chatsi shir, nihi dechi of chatas like yisur miyika. The concept of chatsi shir, if the Torah says you cannot eat a kezayis chaylev, the Torah is only telling you that if you eat a kezayis chaylev, you'll get punished with a kezayis. But a half a kezayis is 100% awesome in the there's no difference between a half a kezayis and a full kezayis. Only to tell me that the shear comes to say that I'm chayiv a karban. If you hold that chatzishim the rice according to Rabbi Yochanan, etc. So if you hold that chatzishir is awesome in Atayra, even less than the full shear is awesome in Atayra, v'chimut alefo is pachiz mekashir, are you allowed to bake a half a shear? So why should I be able to do boyer half a shear? That doesn't stay, that doesn't remain la'alacha. El Omer Yosef. So here's halacha number one. The Bryce is coming to say, what's allowed? If you do it with your hand. There's only one condition according to Rabbi Yosef. Do it with your hand. I can do it for my friend with, his, with my hand. This is just for illustrative purposes. Just to get an idea of what... I, I just based it on Rashi. I could be way off, but Rashi seems to say it's a funnel that looks something like this. Now, it could be something else, but the point is that it's very wide on the top, narrow on the bottom. And you throw your food in and somehow the good stuff comes out, the bad stuff, the, the peel, the, whatever it is, stays on top. Tamchui is a plain old plate. Okay? Now, that's not the way you do butter. But I could put it on my plate and start going like this. So, this is what we call kilaachriyad. It's not the regular way to do it. Weirdos do it like that. It's like me moving my muktzah with my elbow. It's not the way to do it. So if it's not the way to do it, it's awesome in the Rabbanon. Potter, avalaser. Shouldn't do it. Bimbeirar, potter, avalaser. However, these are type of sifters. So I, I just put this one over here because I thought it, you know, it matched nicely. The round and the round. This is a little bit heavier for the bigger, larger stuff to come out. And this is a Doiraisa, and this is a Durabana. Uh, you know, so you could say, oh, it's like a Xero kind of thing. This one also looks similar. I put it here. I'm not saying this is what a sifter looks like. It's a little thinner for thinner material. This is this Doiraisa, right? It has holes in it. This is how people sift. This is how your wife sifts the flour today. Similar to this guy, this is the Rabban and this is the Raisa. Fine. I just thought it's cute. It kind of matches up. Maybe there's a sort of, certain like Xera uh, kind of thing. Okay. That's the Isidur Raisa. So here we see the concept of Yad and Kli. The Kli is 100% awesome. The Raisa, the Yad is Mutter according to Rabbi Yosef. I don't see, I looked in the Bryce, so I don't see the Bryce mentioning not a Kananum Tamchui and not a Napu Kvara. Nothing's mentioned, no Kalim. It just says, Bayer is Mutter, Bayer is Asr. What is it? Who, who, who told you to, th- to throw in a Kli over here? El Omer However, the Gemara remains with that logic of Yad versus Kli. It just doesn't explain the Bryce 100%. But we're going to keep at least that idea that doing it with the hand is one of the conditions that allows you to do it on Shabbos. Hello, Marav Amnuno. I have a pshat. I asked a question. I'm going to say my pshat. So here we have concept number two. Maybe on my list over here, it, it appears first. Because it goes well with Ayal. Ayal. Great. It just might be hard to remember, le'alter. It would be better if it had a mem, miyad in Hebrew, whatever, fine. But it's easy to remember these three things. Oichom psoilas, biyad, and miyad, le'alter. So over here he says, the pshat is like this. What the brides start off saying, I'm doing burr, I'm eating food, I take out the good from the inedible part, the psoilas. Burr miniach. And I do it for my friend, that's great. But if I do it in reverse, I take the bad from the good, because that is the derech. Why is good from bad okay? Because that's not the derech. That's not how you do it. 
I have a whole basket of fruit. I'm going to take the leaves. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the bad stuff out. I'm going to leave my fruit. I'm not usually going to pick my oranges out of my, my basket. So here we have the concept of Maskif and this seems to be like the pshat. Where in the Brisa does it mention anything about taking out food versus taking out the inedible part? So here's condition number three. It needs to be done right away. Now, look at Mishnabura, look at all these things, the Eglital, what is Miyad? If I do, if my wife uh, does Boyer uh, before she goes to Shul, and then, you know, because we're going to have the meal at uh, 11.30, and she goes to Shul at 9.30, Lukula Alma, that's bad, that's not loud, that's not right away. It has to be somewhere within the realm of eating it right away. What does that mean exactly? I don't know exactly in minutes. I do it, I sit down and eat it. Now, if I'm going to have a long meal, I do it before the meal, I have a long meal, that's okay also. If my, my meal takes one and a half hours, that's fine. Because I'm preparing it for this meal that I set out right now. They discuss, what about if I am a caterer and I have to prepare a meal for 200 people, a Shevet Brachas on Shabbos. So for me, a lot of Achreinim say that's okay to prepare five hours before the meal because for this caterer, that's loud or that's right away for this meal. Some say no. Okay, but the Chazanish talks about 30 minutes. A lot of people know about this concept of 30 minutes. Not so poshant. The point is, each and every person, the Achreinim even say, it all depends on the person, on the place, on the situation. What does miyad mean? If it's typical for you to, to, to separate and then sit down and eat, that's miyad. And if you go to shul in between, that's terrible. And if you do something else and prepare, so have that in mind. That has to be miyad, whatever that means. So if I, if I do la altar, I separate it for right away, and I do it for my friend right away, great. But if I do it for two hours from now, even though it's on Shabbos itself, I'm not allowed to. If I did it, it's as if I'm trying to store it, store it for long term. The of Chatos, I'm Chayav Chatos. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that any more in the Mishnah than his question on? <coughs> Maybe Tani doesn't say that either. And if you're Abaya, all the Rishadim say, Abaya does agree with everybody that all the, not all, but the two concepts that were said in front of him. In other words, he's saying, so this might explain what you're asking, I appreciate you asking it, it's a good kasha. What he's saying is that it actually includes everything. You don't tell me that the Brisa only means Bekli, and only means Oichel. No, that's Amuchach. But if I could combine all these things, I agree to everything you said, Rav Amnuna. I agree that it has to be biad. I agree it has to be oichem But I want to add one nekuda, says Abaya. That's maybe a better way to, to read it. Not that it's not muhach. You're right, it's not in the Brisa. But Abaya says, don't tell me that the Brisa only says yad. And the Brisa only says oichem The Brisa is talking about all these three things. I need all of them in order to eat it right away, in order to be mutter. And that's in fact how all the Rishonim take the sugya and say, you in fact need those three things, Oichem Terpseles, Biyad, and Laalter. Yeah, I, does it answer a little bit? Well, it doesn't, because that's not so much, he doesn't ask the question. Uh, doesn't mean that it doesn't mention it. It doesn't only mention it. Don't, don't, don't make that point and, and stick to that point. Why is your Oichem Terpseles better than my Laalter, or better than my... You have to say something like that. You just have to understand why I didn't just stick to what a shot in the price would be, which would be Miyad versus tomorrow. No, because that's not the pshat. Because Abai says that's not the pshat. Abai says I need all three things to get there. Before that, then what was Machlech Abai to that? Why does Mikaka reject them? Because it doesn't. Because Abai knows Abai knows that there's three conditions, and he's just saying, how do you see in the in the price your one condition? It's a better question now. It's actually a better question. Where, if I have three conditions and I know about them, where do you see in the Brisa mention anything about a yad that you're focusing on yad? And where do you see in the Mishnah anything about oichem I'm telling you, the Brisa is saying all three things. It, do, it doesn't mention it, but it means all these three things. According to the Rishonim, that said that a bite takes these three things. All he's saying to them is it doesn't mention just your nikuda. 
I'm telling you, it's mentioning everything. The Bryce is talking about everything. Says the Gemara, He had two types of food. Now, over here, Rashi will admit that you have to stick the word shnei. It, not that you have to, but you could. Before we're talking about mini oichlim, it means one type of food with psoilus. Over here, it's talking about two types of food. Now, of course, if you're going to take apples from oranges, that is the same thing as taking oichel from psoilus. Right now, the apples are the inedible thing or whatever it is. One of the two. Two minim. Another very interesting halacha that I saw brought down, that if you have types of chicken, you have pulki, some people call it, thighs, whatever you want to call it. You have the, the, the dark and the white chicken. Those are two minim according to a lot of achroinim. But it's something to consider. Don't think, oh, chicken is chicken, and I just want the wing, and I'm going to pull it out of the pile. So if you do with the kli, let's say, I, I don't know where it comes into, something to think about. So you have these things. So we have a problem here. We just finished saying that either you're chayev, or you're pot, or you're mutter. You're doing it with your hand, it's mutter. There's no mention of the word potter. Of potter avalosur, that there's an isidur Either it's an isidur or it's completely mutter. Where did Rav Ashi come and say potter? If I did brayer, it's potter. Says the Gemara, Yirim Difne Masni Chayov, Ravashi Masni Potter, Votoni Chayov. It's either Mutter or Chayov. That's what you have to stick in the word Mutter here. Votoni Mutter, Votoni Chayov. But it doesn't mention the word Potter. I can make a distinction. The two top ones are Isidur Rabbanon, the two bottom ones are Isidur Raisa. Ravashi was talking about the two top ones, like we discussed before. And that's why he uses the word Potter, which means. Very interesting. A new idea that there was a Shabbos Bacher. You know, like in Yeshiva, there was always a guy on Shabbos in charge of the kitchen or the waiter, and they, they made rotations. Rashi says they made a rotation, and it happened to be Rav Bivi's week. He was in charge of bringing out the food to all the guys in Yeshiva. Rav Bivi, I don't know, he was a gadol. He's a waiter. And all of a sudden, show up. The famous Rab Ami Rivasi, and he's the waiter. Shadakamayu Kalkala de Peri takes a basket full of fruit and tosses it in front of them, and everything goes all over the table. Vilaidano says, Ravdimi, I, I saw this story. So we're not talking about a waiter here. We're talking about, obviously, a huge Tamat Chacham, a Gadol, because he's being medaic in what he did. Is it because he didn't want to take out? The apples from the peels or whatever Rashi says there's peels, all sorts of dirt there. And he felt that it's also why? Because maybe he was, he's preparing too much in advance, it wasn't loud, or whatever the reason is. Or maybe it was nothing to do with the Hilchas Bayer. He just wanted to show that he's large. And he took a whole four, 40 pounds of apples and threw it on the table and everything rolling. Or you can learn, since it went rolling, then it did its buyer by itself. There was already no peels, nothing. You just grab an apple from the top of the table and you're good. Turmasin, we have this thing. The Gemara is huge into Turmasin. Once again, Mr. Feder was not really on a lot, but I just saw my thing, Matzah Shabbos. He brought me Turmasin, when we learned Turmasin. It's a type of a bean. You can get it here in Israel. It comes in this jar. It looks like Arabic kind of. Interesting type of bean. Why? Because if you do bayer to the turmus and you take out the food from it, yechayev for bayer. Ask the Gemara, what are you telling me? You now take food from within the inedible part? Says the Gemara, shani turmusin. These are different. Be, these kind of beans are funny. The shalki, turn the page, I the base. The shalki lay shiva zimna. You're supposed to cook it seven times. Vilay shalki. So Rashi sticks in, he has three pshatamir. He sticks in the word masrach lay. Vilay shalki masrach. Or at least shalkile masrach. In other words, Rashi is saying that you cook it two, three times, and then these turmasin could cause other food to go bad. So then it has a halacha of psoilus. All of a sudden, you refer to this food as psoilus. Okay. So whatever the reason is, this is a psoilus food. This is not your typical food that you take and you eat. This has the the ability to ruin other things. 
Vatoichen, also extremely important halachas. We're not going to get to all the halachas that are that apply, but remember, this is the Ayn Dalar Mbeiz. You can look up at the halachas. So we're done now with Bayer, unfortunately. And that is a full Simon Shin Yutes. Let me see if I wrote anything down that's interesting for. Oh, very interesting halach I saw. What about a salt shaker? And a lot of people put uh, rice into a salt shaker so that the salt doesn't harden. And you go like this, and, it, and the rice doesn't come out of the small holes. Is that boirer? So, interesting, machloik is between Rabbi Shlom Zaman Oyerbach and, and uh, Rabbi Yashiv, I think it is. But Rabbi Yashiv uh, says, Rabbi says it's Asr. Believe it or not, Rabbi uh, we think of him as a matter maybe, I don't know. But he says in this case, Asr. You're, you're making sure that the, you don't want the, the, the hard uh, rice to fall into your plate, that's buyer. But Rabbi Yashif says no, the, the salt shaker is not made to prevent, the, it's made for a certain amount of salt to come out, but not to prevent the rice from coming out and therefore it's mutter. And Rishon Zaman Arbach says a very interesting thing, he says it's mutter for a completely different reason. He says mutter because when you use a kli to eat immediately, you, you're putting it like this, into your soup, that's mutter. Because it's immediate. Fine. Let's go back. I'm just saying, look into these halachas, amazing halachas, and apply all day long. I would have never thought about the salt shaker thing. I probably have salt in my, uh, uh, rice in my salt shaker. Never thought about that maybe it's an issue of buyer. All right, Papa. Uh, so we're talking about grinding. What is grinding? Uh, let's see if I can find them here. Don't know where it is. Not important. Um... It was here somewhere. We'll find it, of course, after shear is over. So grinding, you take no, you take uh, you take your kernels, you put it in a machine, you go like this. Okay, fine. You know what? Maybe I'll just pull it out of here, so it could be right over here. Okay. I think we know what grinding is, but just uh, in those days, it's a little different, maybe. So, what do we learn from this halacha? Omar Papa, hai man de paris silka. If a guy takes a beet and chops it down really, really thin. Yeah. Just before you start, we have a new uh, member on Zoom, Barry Schleifer from Carnation Rome. Originally from Baltimore, but now he lives in Carnation Rome. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Schleifer. How you doing? Welcome, welcome. Hope to see you on our cruise. I don't know if you know, but if you finish shots with us, we go on a big cruise at the end of Nida, so hope to see you there. Says the Gemara, we only have eight minutes. And by the way, it's not unusual for us to do the entire Amit Bays in seven minutes. Have no fear if you're new to this. Omar Papa, hi, Mandat Parim. And the guy just got an email that you're going to need to slow down Amit Bays. He watches everything at 1.75 speed, but when it gets to Amit Bays, he tones it down a little bit. Omar Abhinash, hi, Mandat. So you take the, the, the beat and you mince it, you cut it into, chop it into small pieces. That's basically what you're doing. You're taking kernel and you're grinding it down to small pieces. Chayv mishum taichen. Yimamish chayv. Now, is it only beets or it's all vegetables? The Mechaber brings down it's all vegetables. Taisus talks about only beets. Okay? Some people say if you do it for eating it right away. Biyad, it's similar to bayr. Very interesting halacha the, the Rishonim talk about. Omer of Menashe. Haiman de solid siltik. If you take wood and you chop it down to small pieces, so it's not only food. Very interesting. If a guy tells you, I want you to chop up this wood on Shabbos, you're in Siberia, points a gun to your head. It's better to cut it down, let's say, with an axe than to cut it with a saw. Because even this book brings down saw, sawing a piece of wood on Shabbos is Isidar because those small, the, the, the sawdust that comes out is Taichen Isidar Raisa. Interesting. And this is halacha for us. Where is this halacha If you want the exact size, so that's what they did in the Mishkan. They would cut down the things to exact size. They would cut leather into straps. Where do we have something that we cut down to exact size? Toilet paper. So that's a nidon. Let's say you're stuck and they should cover that briois. You hold, you're allowed to cut the toilet paper on Shabbos. You don't want to go out of the bathroom without that. You, it's better to cut it not on the line because the line, it's funny, I have a thing of toilet paper, not that I have it, but I just had it here, not for the shear, but for not, the line is, is exact uh, measurements, right? 
So it's an either. Do I want this? Do, why do I cut it on the line? Because I want exact measurements, or do I cut it on the line because it's easier to cut? Because if I want it to be a certain measurement, that's usur midaraisa. That's mechatech. That's cutting something exact. So that's what they say. If you're stuck in a bathroom and you hold at your ladder, it's mamish covered at brioise, and you could use toilet paper on Shabbos, better to cut it in the middle somewhere, like crazy like this, because then you're not mechatech at least, and you're over isa the rabbanim versus isa the raisa. Says the Gemara, Amar Ravashi, Ikavad Mishchazach Hayimishum Mechatech, Va'alosh Va'ayifa, Kneading and Baking. Amar Papa, Shavak Tana Didan, Bishul Samimonim, Davar BeMishkan, Unokadayifa. We're talking about the Mishkan. There was no Afi in the Mishkan. Yes, we baked bread, and we mentioned that in the beginning of Sefer, and we baked the Lechem Aparim. But that was after the Mishkan was built. I'm talking about putting up the Mishkan, physically putting it up. What do I need to put it up? I need dyes to 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 dye my yiriyos, my things. That. So why are you talking about bread? Says the Gemara, Because this is what people are used to. Nobody knows how to die. So if I tell you, the Malachas are like baking bread, you know. I have to plow and I have to sow and I have to reap and I have to do that. Zoira, Mirakit, all these things. You understand what it is. It makes more sense to us. You take a peg and you throw it into the oven. Why? You want to dry it out. So again, it's not only food. It's if I'm trying to dry it out. Now the Gemara understands that mevashal over here means to soften something up. Ask the Gemara, you're not softening it. You're making it hard. Pshita. So I would think that you, since I'm doing it in order to make it hard, I make the opposite of cooking and therefore it should be comment. The way to make it hard is you soften it up in the oven. Then all the moisture leaves, and then it becomes hard. So I actually cooked it. Talking about pitch, tar. I have tar. How do I make tar? We all know on our roof. It's nice and hard. But I have to soften it up in order to use it. So if I soften it up, that's exactly cooking. I'm softening something up. What's the Emeloi. It hardens up again, so I didn't do mevashal. The ran even sticks in another thing. It is exactly like it was before. I didn't gain anything. It started hard, went soft, went hard. So it's 100%. I would think that it's mutter. Somebody made a barrel made out of earthenware. He's seven, says Rashi. He's toichen the dirt. He's boirer. Because he, he wants to separate the dirt from the bad. Umar Kida Benapa, he does like this. It's Sarkada. He wants to get the bad out of the good. Lush, he mixes it together. Mimachek, he smooths it over. Maver, he puts in the fire. So, and he's Mavashal. So, but, says Rashi, I'm not over on Chaifer Guma. I'm not digging because I don't want the hole. Now, Tanura, if I make an oven, I'm chayiv mishum shmoyin chatois because I have to add makibepatish. But there's no makibepatish in a barrel because that happens by itself. Now, what about boina? Says Rashi, in all these things, there's no boina because there's no boina bekelim. Noam says no boina bekelim. So, Noam, look in Tosis. Tosis might be mechulik on you. Says the Gemara, Omar Abaya, Hayman da'avet chalso. Now, I take this, I'm trying to make some sort of basket, a reeds, so I'm chayev 11. What are the 11, says Rashi? Koitzer, I have to take the reeds off the ground, and I have to plant them. Ma'amer, I have to gather them. Boirer, the good from the bad. Memachek, I have to smooth it down. Toichen, I have to grind it. He says I take one from the other. It's toichen. Mechatech, I have to cut it. Mesach, Mesach, like we said, means this guy, don't confuse it. I have to put the reeds on a starter reel. Uh, where am I? Somewhere in Rashi here. Mesach. And then you have which is, I'm putting it through two of these loops in order to get this whole reed thing started, to make a basket. And then I have Ariga. I'm, I'm uh, putting it together. Oireg. And then I have Makibapatish. I'm finishing it off. And if I, if I finished off the, the edge, then I'm on 13 because what am I doing? I'm adding toifer v'koysher. I am sewing and I'm also knotting it. I'm, uh, I'm making a, a knot on Shabbos. 
and I'm also sewing. Fine. Basically, again, these are like riddles. How do you get the 13 malachas if I make a read? You have to think about it. I can do A, B, C. Uh, oh, but I'm also digging. No, digging is not part of it. Because it's like a riddle. How do you get this? Like that Gemara, how do I have all these Isuri Arayas in one marriage? You know, it's, it's a way to think about the... Not that you're 100% going to do all 13. But I'm telling you, think about these malachas. How can you get to 13? One of the malachas says... Two of the malachas is shearing off the wool and cleaning it. What if I don't shear it? I on the animal itself, I start weaving it. I could get to three. Because as I'm doing it, the, the hairs are coming off. I'm gonna pull it off. I am I am uh, how do you say menapets? I am uh, untangling it on Shabbos. And I'm weaving it. I'm making the tviya. Here's the tviya. You see, the guy takes all this bundled up uh, wool, and I make a nice string out of it. Tviya. Mesach. Here's the mesach. Here's the cleaning, and here's cutting. Poitzea, cutting. Great. Says the Gemara. Rav Kano Amaindech Ziza Bekach Veindech Menapitz Bekach Veindech Tivi Bekach. That's not, you. That's not the way you do it. Not the way you do it. You're not chayiv. Ve'loi v'tani m'shmeidu rim nechemio. There's a pasuk. Shatav b'izim v'tova b'izim. Seems like when the, the women, they made the, the things for the mishkan, was on the goats. Al matviyo, al gabi behem ha'shmatviyo. And the Torah calls it like that. Says the Gemara, chachma yisei shani. That was a special, they had a special chachma, like the Torah talks about them, the chachamais. It was done by chachma. Not today. If a person rips out a feather. So the Ran says, even if the bird is dead, Rashi seems to argue and says, no, only when the bird is alive. And he chops off the top of the feather, like you could ask Mr. Kornbluth, that's his business, to take off the fine, uh, the very thin part of the feather. Sorry, means to, to, to clip it off. And to remove the hair from it. So the Rishonim talk about if you're removing the hair, but you don't need the bottom, you do need the bottom part. You need the hard part, you're going to make something, a hat out of it or something. That's called shearing. By pulling off the feather, you're shearing. And clipping it is cutting because you want it a certain size. And I'm smoothing out the actual stem of the feather. So, get to us, according to the Ran, even on a dead animal, you could, so if let's say you're wearing a mink coat or something, or whatever it is, and you start pulling out the hair like this, that could be a Isidai Raisa. Even though, because the animal's dead, and he's saying, according to the Ran, even on a dead animal, by pulling it off, that's Tailish. You should look into that. All right, listen, it's kind of late, so we'll just start from here tomorrow, I guess. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, Rabbi Isai. How do you know? How do you know? I I really needed it. Are you sure? I really needed it. Without that, I don't know what I've done. Especially with that Musar uh, email. Imamish put me down. So you should go for that. Imamish, I appreciate the chizuk. I gave a good year. I appreciate giving this year. Oh, Yeshua, Yeshua, I have to tell you, I saw you actually concentrating today and listening. You weren't, you weren't so much on your WhatsApp. And I, I know that you know this year inside out today. And that's why you're not even saying anything about the shir. Because you're trying, you want me to ask you questions. I saw. says you can't put salt inside. 
you, you can't use a salt shaker that has uh, that has rice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what? I, I was just thinking of something else. It's a good thing I didn't go to the Tchelis factory today to do the daf because we didn't get there yet. It's we missed the, we missed the sugi, so I've gone on the wrong day. He really wants me to come, but I, I can't I can't get out there. It's too it's too tough to go all the way out there. It's a great trip for somebody else. On, a, on maybe on a Benazmanim day we'd go out there, but whatever. One day, one day we'll go out there. He'll come to me. Well, he already came in brachas. He already came. I have his stuff. Baruch Hashem. Tomorrow we'll show it again. Uh, everything is good. Baruch Hashem. He doesn't need it to be matriach. Thank you. Who's that? Simon Cohen. Shkoyach, shkoyach to you. Don't. Uh, some more people, some more people coming from Renana. Please go. Ah, beautiful. Shalom aleichem to all the people from Renana, and also Simon. I want you to start preparing a special piece for in seven years from now for the for the um, for the cruise. We're gonna need like good pieces. I want you to start working on them right now. Nice chazonas. You know what I'm talking about? You got it. You got it. You got yeah, discovered. I okay. Oh, 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 oh. Very good. I, I wanted to mention, I'm running out of ink. It's my mission emergency. I don't know if Leon could help in this thing. I wanted to ask him also. I need Canon 251. I can't, I can't get it here in Israel. And if I can't get it here in Israel, I, I, I have to go buy a new printer or something. My two there's printers no work on the same... There's, no shipping, there's no shipping, huh? Where's my... What? What'd you say? I also need somebody to bring stuff up. Oh, here. Here, this is what it looks like. If anybody, if anybody knows how to get this... Wadi, Elliot, could I buy a laser printer here? It's not worth using the inkjets and shipping it. I should buy a new... Uh, but this, this, this is not... Buy a car laser. Oh my gosh, you're using an inkjet printer, Elliot? Yeah, but this ink is uh, dirt cheap, and I love the printer. It prints these giant things. These are A4, A3s, A4. Uh, 251. But we have a guy called Nehemiah Seltzer who works, he, he runs a print shop. Uh, uh, one of these shops, and he said he can't get it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. Ellie, Mookie's definitely 